if that makes sense at all. It does. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, ready? I mean, no. go ahead. You're, you're just going to start now. You know I'm gonna mess with you, right? She's like, sorry. They're like jumping into questions already. I know, right? They say that for the show. Everyone has a unique gift, and Mike, the creator of the One Life Podcast, believes most people don't know how to use their gifts or what they are. Mike wants you to see things from a different perspective and be true to yourself. The One Life Podcast unites the world through art, fashion, music, and film. It inspires, motivates, and creates positive energy, love, and compassion to all communities and creates an equal playing field for all. On the One Life Podcast, they cover topics like building relationships, overcoming adversity, Habits of healthy people and much, much more. We only have oh, one life to live. Be yourself and live your truth. Add the One Life Podcast to your playlist. That's the number one in E Life. Available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, I still get nervous. and your You're favorite nervous? podcast I get nervous. platform. Doing every show. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the One Life Podcast. I am Mike M I C Ree. And we have today with my guest co-host, Diana God Gaddy. I'm gonna say Gaddy. Gaddy Gaddy in the house. Gaddy 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 in the house. <laughs> With the AV Wellbeing Coalition. And we also have next to her the beautiful Yvonne Moreno. Also with the AV Wellbeing Coalition. Yes, sir. She doesn't know she's going to be the next guest host. Mm-hmm. I'm down for it. I know yeah, you are. I'm ready. All right. And also in the building with us, we got Sergeant Jimmy Guevara from the Marine Corps. Hello, everyone. How you doing today, man? I am doing outstanding, good sir. How about yourself? I'm doing amazing. Love it, love it. <laughs> but first, but first, before we get into this conversation, we're doing a special show today for, to represent, not to represent, but to honor our, our veterans because uh, Veterans Day is coming up, and we're doing a show today because we want to put this out first thing Friday morning. But first, I want to give some shout-outs to um, Keller William Realty of Antelope Valley. They're doing a Thanksgiving food drive, and their goal is to give out 400 meals. They're accepting donations of non-perishable food items until November 16th. Their drop-off location is at 1401 Rancho Vista Boulevard. And if you guys have any questions or anything, um, contact Jackie Hernandez, Becky Loa, or Bellin. I'm butchering your name. I'm so sorry. Oh, I just no, butchered man. her name. <laughs> uh, Belina, Belen, Belen Sigala, Sigala. Belen Sigala? No. Sigala. Oh, She's a realtor. I just want to shout out to all the ladies over there at Keller Williams because they are killing the game right That's now. That's right. That's I'm hoping right. that makes up for butchering her name. No. <laughs> but they are killing the game. They are killing the game. Those That's are my right. girls over there. Also, I want to give a shout out to Trevino, uh, Trevino Law Firm. They're doing a toy drive for migrant farm workers and their families in Bakersfield. Their goal is to give out 600 toys. But they're also accepting clothes, shoes, and gift cards are welcome. So they're doing that until December 13th. And their drop-off location is at 943 East Palmdale Boulevard, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. If you guys have any more questions, hit up Darlene and her staff over at Trevino.Law on IG. Woo-hoo, This episode is brought to you by the Money Market Business Solution, where they help you with your startup business assistance and management solutions. So reach out to them at MoneyMarketBusinessSolutions.com. All right, Diana. Hey, honestly, what? Mike, looking at you with those glasses, I, I, I really like thought glasses. about Stop Diana it. right now. So big up to Diana, too. 
She just you Diana, from, Wait, what Diana? <laughs> from eventually events. Oh, what's up? Yeah, my girl Diana from eventually events. We got to shout out her. Why, why so the, <laughs> the last time, you know, we had a oh, cause y'all just made fun of highlight. Me. So you just want to bring that up again. So, Big ups to my girl, D. You just want to bring that up again. <laughs> well, I had her in mind. I had her in mind when I was looking at your glasses. <laughs> I'm like, see, I know, because I, I can't read the little print right here. It's okay. How's that? Should I take mine off? No. <laughs> I just don't like my glasses. Is it, is it, I, <laughs> no, they they really made fun. They called me an old guy and all kind of stuff. He calls show. me a nerd. I do actually call her a nerd. It's sad. I like your glasses. Thanks. See, you, yours look good on you. Hey, mine's, they do. Yours look good on you. No, mine's add like 15 years. No, they don't. <laughs> they look, hey, I used to wear glasses with no lenses in high school because I for, couldn't wear glasses just because. Oh, you're just for the fashion. Exactly. Yeah. I love the way you look. That's what we were complimenting you on that, Mike. I just thought of Diana when I saw the glasses. <laughs> Put your glasses on. Don't let him finish you. Don't he look sharp? I don't like my glasses on. Only like them on. Because I was trying to read the shout outs and the stuff. But I'm good. From now on, Russian yeah, show. Bully. You guys I'm would not, get along. I don't know what you, she keeps saying that we're, I'm a bully. I tell her I am not. I just like stating facts. That's all it is. That's what I say bullies are. No. This Anyways. is a bully free zone, Mike. We just saying. You know I'm adding all this out, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right so we, we are here because we're representing honor i keep representing representing i don't know why see you're making me nervous sorry sorry oh look this yvonne is making me nervous the wall. Wall. <laughs> we're honoring veterans yes, uh, yes. on the show today and um man so i know about diana i know a little bit about yvonne yeah jimmy i met you um what was it last week yes at sir. the uh Hispanic Amber 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 yeah <laughs> Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Yes, I'm a director over there. They're gonna kill me. I'm just butchering everybody's name. It's all right. It's all right. But you gave an incredible presentation. Thank you, sir. Um, so tell us a little about yourself. Yeah. Well, okay. So just a little bit about myself. Um, so I, I did serve in the Marine Corps back in 2002 to 2006. You know, I graduated at Hollywood High, so I'm really down over over the hill. You know, okay. and this was oh. back in 2001, right? Right before September Wait, 11th. You graduated in 2001? Yeah. Hey. Oh, you're a child. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> 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 <Good. laughs> uh, Well, it don't, uh, please keep telling me that because everyone keeps telling me I'm getting old now. So please continue with that. I'm all for it. No, so, uh, so yeah. So I graduated from Hollywood High and I was like, all right, what am I going to do with my life, right? Mm. And I always wanted to serve. I was one of, one of those like, uh, kids that just like you know grew up in the hood and everything. Just we need to just get away from all the craziness, right? At the same time, I saw an exit, and I, you know I applied to all the different branches across the board, and I have respect for all the branches for what they do. But when the Marine Corps recruiter approached me, he goes like, "Hey, uh, so I see uh, you you're trying to get in, and you know these guys are whatever, whatever." And I'm like, "All right, what what do you have to bring?" I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna tell you right off the bat, you're gonna hate life for the first two years." I'm like, "What?" Yeah, the Marine Corps doesn't promise you anything. They're just mm. gonna, I'm just going to give you hell for the first two years. I'm like, you know what? That's probably the most honest thing I ever heard in my life. And I'm like, all right, you got me game. I'm 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 I'm, I'm challenged, right? So just like mm-hmm. that, you know. I'm also I'm also a child of a single parent. So I'm some. My mom was a single mother. So I always give her kudos just for yeah. putting up with me along. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just even that, just so we know, we all have our struggles and everything, but it's just like, for some reason, it's just that the Marine Corps seemed more appealing to me at the time, right? So of course, I signed up, I graduated, boom, 
September 11 happened and I knew things got serious. Yeah. <laughs> right off the bat, I was like, okay, I better take my train really serious. Like you wasn't expecting that. Right. Yeah, it was just like one day I just woke up at 8.45 and, and all of a sudden I turned on the TV and all of a sudden there's just all this footage of like, I thought it was a movie at first. Right. Right. So that's I was like, what the heck is going on, right? Right. So I decided, you know what? I could have backed out. But I was like, you know what? I, I, I can't now. There's no way. I'm like, nothing, right. like my pride and everything wouldn't allow me, especially like culturally, because my my family is very, like they're Central American. So okay. mm. my mom's Guatemalan, my dad's Salvadorian. So, uh, so, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm a little mix of uh, pupusa and tamal in, in the yeah. between, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you there. I'm Salvadorian as well. Yeah. So, you know, so I was like, all right, cool. And, you know, I got shipped out and everything in January. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to do it. Yeah. Initially, I wanted to be a radio operator because I was like, my uh, my recruiters are like, oh, yeah, cool. You know, just do do you, you know. But same time, I'm like, you scored high enough that yeah, I'm, I'm not going to make you a grunt. So I'm just going to make you a smart grunt. That's what he said to me. Wow. I didn't realize he was filling a quota. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And just call it what it is, you know. But I actually appreciate him because, he, I don't know, for look at, looking back, he might have put me in a good path, right? Right. He did care about, like, what, who, where we ended up and everything. But, you know, you know, fast forward where we're at now, right? First unit, I went to Okinawa, Japan, one whole year with their Marine Division. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot of things while I was there. The beauty about loving about being in Okinawa is, like, I learned a new culture. I finally got outside of Los Angeles. I finally right. got left in California. Right. You know, I always tell people, after that experience, I always I recommend people travel. Go everywhere. Experience different cultures. Right. Because, oh, my God, the philosophies and the way of life is so much different. Right, I definitely agree with that. And I always like, I learned so much from that. And I always tell people, like, I give so much credit just because I was, um, you know, I guess I could say I was, I don't want to say I was was brave because I wasn't. I feel like I was just, I was eager just to get out, right? Right, (laughs) right. That's when it comes down to it, right? Right. And sure enough, like, we were still, you know, a lot of us were still like, why are we still not in the war effort? I I thought we were, because we're in Japan, we're closer to Iraq. Like, hey, are they going to send us or not? We're still here waiting, right? Exactly. They're like, no, you still have to support the effort in in the Asian Peninsula, right? I was like, all right. So so sure enough, someone found out that the next unit was leaving was going to be in Lejeune. So a lot of my cohort, we said, you know what? We're leaving. We're just going to go to Lejeune and we'll figure it out once we get there. Like, again, remember, these are a bunch of 20, 19, 21 year olds. They're just like looking for a fight at this point. Right, right. right. (laughs) Something like an like an escape from maybe their you can say their reality. Right. Correct. From what it was from maybe the unknown. Yeah. Trying to find that. Okay. And at the same time for us, it was almost like, you know, it was a like a rite of passage in in, in Mm -hmm. an odd sense at that moment because it was like. It was almost felt like that was our era. This was our era where we need to cross over. You know, mm. that's what it felt a little off. You know, right. But at the same time, it didn't feel off, but it just felt like something we needed to do. We all ended up in the same unit back in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Now we're there. We're all. Wait, there. I got to pause real quick. Yeah. So all these commercials right now that's going on with Camp Lejeune. Mm-hmm. Did you call the number? No, heck no, <laughs> I don't call that number. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say, like, I'll be honest with you, like, any, any, like, uh, nothing against the people that are trying to make money off right. that, and I get that, <laughs> right? But because I'm in the service of helping veterans and, right. and also helping, like, a lot of um, military families, right? we offer a lot of our services for free, like, especially right. through the county of Los Angeles, any county, actually, across the California. Wow. So you really don't have to go pay somebody to put in a disability, Right. Mm. 
And so I, that that's just a money grab, man. Correct, it is. Okay. Uh, and nothing against it. Like again, maybe they have better lawyers. I'm, I'm not saying they don't. But I'm right. just saying, rule. But if it's something simple as just like you know, maybe you have a hearing problem or how or like back hurts and everything, then we could put those in as long as like obviously a service connected to your military. Right. Wow, um, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So you know, that's kind of what we do. We got a lot of veterans to maneuver that system, right? So yeah, so the Camp Lejeune thing, yeah, I never called it. <laughs> no, no, you, you know, it's crazy because when when I, when those commercials started coming out, and they really aggressive with it. Yeah, like I always knew that it had to be something about a money grab. Yeah, like, that's just not right, you know. Um, mm-hmm. For for me, like I never served, right? So definitely big ups to you and oh, appreciate you, your services. Uh, for me, I was supposed to go into the Marines, like me and my brother, because um, I grew up in Inglewood. Yeah. So uh, we went to the recruiting office there, and me and my brother, we trained for like six months, mm-hmm. you know, cause before we had to go out. You know, we went to the beach, ran the sand. Like, mm-hmm. we, I used to work at the Marine Corps recruiting office oh, okay. and became real close friends with the two sergeants there. Mm-hmm. And I really thought I was going. Yeah. But come that week that I was supposed to go <laughs> with my brother, yeah. <laughs> I didn't go. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going. I'm not going. <laughs> But the crazy thing about it is my brother went, right? He yeah. went and I, right after boot camp, you know, I went to the ceremony and all that. And he literally came up to me and was like, you are lucky. He was like, I'm glad you didn't go. He was like, you would have not liked it. Because he know me. Yeah. Like, for, like I, I've been on my own since I was 14. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't, back then I didn't like nobody telling me what to do. So he knew I would have had a problem. Oh, yeah. You know, but, you know, even before that, because I think I was around 19. When I was supposed to go. Um, so I'd already been on my own for like five years and just doing, you know, doing me. And yeah. like I, like how you were saying about traveling, right? Mm. I had already been exposed to traveling yeah. and different things at that age. So I already knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I think that's amazing because a lot, a lot of us don't know that, right? right? Like like some of us been like, you know, we only, we've been only been stuck in our own little society. Right. Like a right. little, little, little cluster, right? And we think what we have is like, and then we see all these other things that are going on around the world. Like, well, this is common sense. Why don't we just fix this? No, well, because we're also not looking at the cultural component, right. especially like yourself. Like, you know, you came up um, at a at a younger age than most of us did, so you mature a lot faster than a lot of us did. Well, I mean, I had to. Yeah, like exactly. just been leaving the house at fourteen. Like, I I was like literally homeless. Like, I had to mature. I had to fend for myself because my parents wasn't there. So I, I was. I had to. I have I'm a choice. Curious, yeah. you know, why didn't you go though, Mike? Why didn't I go? Yeah. Um, just hearing all the stories and like I, I, the whole boot camp thing. It was the boot camp thing, really. Like, yeah. cause I honestly, am, and this is why I do a lot of public service now and helping the community, cause I love doing that. So I just do it in a different way. But uh, for me, it was the boot camp. Like, I really wanted to become a Marine. But it was that whole boot camp, like hearing the stories, and I was like, yeah, I ain't going to like that. Like, yeah. I already knew I wasn't going to like it. Yeah. yeah. And again, and I always say, like, a lot of times, and like, and the military is not for everyone, too. Like, right. there were some people that stayed in, and I was like, why are they still in? And this is very dangerous for all of us, too, you know? So just having, like, it, there is, like, there is a certain, like, you know, criteria that they would try to weed out from the beginning, right? Yeah. But I, I, I would say this. Um, any Anybody growing up and, like, in the neighborhoods that we grew up with, I do recommend that, like you said, because it gives them the exposure. <clears throat> and I've always talked about this. Like, for kids, it, it, I was very blessed at a young age for someone to take me out of the neighborhood and take me to Hollywood, right? So I was exposed to certain things. Kids that just grew up in the neighborhood, like, they're not exposed to anything. So that's all they know. So a lot of times we can't really blame them. Like, we got to, as a society, like, help them 
you know, and expose them to different things. So the military is the perfect opportunity for that. Correct. And I know a lot of people that grew up in the neighborhood that did go to the military, and they turned out great. Yeah. So it is yeah. a great thing to do. Yeah, you know, my husband, when we got married, well, when we uh, were pregnant, that was something that he actually wanted to do. He actually also went to Hollywood High, oh, and okay. he's around your same time, and he um, he also comes from a single... I feel old now. From a single mom. <laughs> no, you're not. Come on now. <laughs> and it's funny that I... we He went to the recruit, and they pulled me aside and asked, you know, like, are you okay? You know, cause I'm pregnant. And I told them, no, this is mm. not what I want. Yeah. I said, I do not want my family separated and divided. I said, because if something happens to him, mm. what happens to me and my child? And now my son will also grow up without a father, like how he did. Right. And is that what you want for us? And after that, you know, we really talked about it. And to this day, sometimes I do feel bad. Like, did I hold him back from that? Mm -hmm. But I look at our blessings now, and I think we might have done the best decision for us because I think he also wanted to kind of, you know, get out of that, I guess, the... I don't want to speak for him, but maybe what he was around his, his surroundings. But I kind of dragged him out. Like, if that's what you want, come to the AV. Yeah. <laughs> come with the gal from out here. Well, look, this, like one of the philosophies, yeah. like one of the philosophies I like teaching a lot of my veterans and everything yeah. is like, forget about the past. Right? Mm. Yeah. It's okay to visit. I always say it's okay to visit, mm. go back there, say what's up, look at your memories, but don't live there. You know, Ooh, I always say yeah. don't live there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, same with same with the future. Don't don't try to predict the future. Don't try to figure it out. Like whatever you work on today is gonna help you. Tomorrow's gonna come regardless of you want it or not. Yeah. I always say that, right? And with a lot of my veterans, I'm like, if you keep worrying about tomorrow, you're not living today. If you worry about yesterday, guess what? Then when are you gonna start living for your for your future today, right? And that's usually the hardest, like pill to swallow for a lot of us because we yeah. we love living in those glory days right like right. and and it doesn't necessarily have to be with veterans it could be with anybody anybody that lived it they did, right. the, did the, the high school football thing the cheerleader thing the the popular thing i, I always call it the al bundy syndrome mm. I'm all like, you know, don't <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. okay he keeps reliving that over and over right. like oh yeah, yeah, yeah so so yvonne yeah, get close to the mic. Get close. <laughs> or or put or pull it pull it closer to you. There not you not you get closer, but yeah, because you're getting lost over there. <laughs> so, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and why why are you involved with the AV um, Wellness Coalition? And coalition. Um. So, I mean, I was born out here. Okay. I was born in Lancaster, and so um, I hated it here forever I thought it was the worst place to live and you know all my friends in school everywhere they were like oh I'm from LA I'm from here I'm from there um and I'm like oh I was born Lancaster <laughs> and I hated it I was so embarrassed yeah. um and so you know by the time I was 21 I was like I'm gonna move and I'm never gonna come back um I was married at the time and so we moved up north to Reading, eight hours away. I didn't know any, I know friends, I had no family, anything. I would just look on a map. I was like, we're getting the hell out of here. And so we left, and I was there for like three years. Um, ended up getting divorced, came back. Um, and starting over, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. With my kids, by myself. 
And um, so I had to learn to kind of like it here because I was like, okay, let me. I mean, this is obviously I'm I'm here. My dream was to leave and I'm back. So there's a reason that I'm here. Um, So I just started um, appreciating little things. And it was the sunset and the sunrise. And I would go hiking, you know what I mean? And I was like, wow, this is so freaking beautiful. And I would go to other places and I wouldn't see that. And I was like, something about the desert, something about this place is, something is different. There is something different. different. It's not just... um, you know, this, like, this hellhole, like, people are stuck, like, some people actually like it here, yeah. some people actually like and appreciate the little beautiful things about this mm-hmm. place, um, because you could be present, right, I think yeah. you could be present with what's your reality, your surroundings, with your today, yeah, and I think nature here, AV sunsets, and hey. sunrise, they show off. It's different. Yeah, yes. it's different. yeah it is different. That's yeah. the best way to say it. it. I always say that when we used to carpool or take the kids, I would be like, man, Mother Nature's showing off. Yes. Look at all the colors. <laughs> Look at all the, but that's my word. You know, mm-hmm. It's showing off today. It's <laughs> true, though. And my yeah. kids now, like my son, he's... 23 and he'll be like he'll, he'll be going to work or doing whatever he's doing and he'll be he'll send us because we have this group this group text with me and my kids and he'll send it and my daughter is in texas and she'll send the sunsets for like us whatever in texas it's like <laughs> 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 it's a whatever and so but like my kids are the same way they like see the sunrise and and i'm like you know what we're gonna move like we got to get out of here and they're like no like this is home and and so now i feel like this is home so a few years ago it was like two years ago when we the coalition. Yes. It? It, it, was like, it was 2020. Yeah. It was 2020. In the of so COVID. at the time yeah. I was, um, I was manager at this veteran program. Um, so I was at this organization for like six years. I was managing that program. And so I got this email from the city of Palmdo that they were inaugurating certain people. So you had to kind of fill out this application mm-hmm. and talk about why you wanted to be a member of the wellbeing coalition and what their purpose was and why you're so great. Right. right. All of these things. Right. And I was like, I want to try it, whatever. Um, and then they were going to sponsor us. It was like, what, almost $5,000. Right. Yeah. It was yeah, $5,000. Yeah. 5,500 actually. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, so I got the email, like you're inaugurated, you're an inaugural member of the Antelope Valley wellbeing coalition. I, I was know. like, holy crap. <laughs> All right, let's do it. So, um, so I was like, cool. So now I'm going to go. And so when mm-hmm. I went to that class, there was, what, 60 of us? Yeah, just about, yeah, a little bit over 50, 55, I think, yeah. something like and that. And it was yeah, yeah. all of these different people. It was like the yeah. city manager, Palmdo Lancaster, people, members of Chamber yeah. of Commerce, managers, directors, pastors, um, psychiatrists, counselors, all yeah. these different leaders of the Antelope Valley. And all they talked about was how much they loved it here and yeah. how much they were put in the positions that they were in a reason to make a difference and they all wanted to be here and make a difference and I was like holy crap these are my people yeah like these are my people (laughs) right (laughs) yeah and I was like for once oh my god I'm not yeah I'm not embarrassed like these are my people they want to make this place better too yeah so so what's your what's your uh, connection with with um, the veterans and I just because of that program yeah because I managed and I just kind of fell into it you know I didn't I didn't even know what a veteran was Mm. Um, I worked in this probation program before and one of my friends, he was a real good friend of mine. He was a veteran. Um, I think it was, I don't even know what branch he was in. And he was like, he left and he was like, hey. <laughs> so I had this friend and he was like, do you want to come over here and work with me? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay, we're um, we're hiring. I was like, okay, awesome. So I sent in my resume. I came for the interview. And um, I was like, I'm hired. We're going to work together. And he was like, well, actually, we're not. 
And I was like, why? What do you mean? He's like, well, um, I'm moving to Washington, so you're actually taking my spot. And so that's how I got in, because I knew him. Otherwise, like, you have to have a bachelor's degree, doctorate degree. You you can't just get in there unless you, you know. I don't have a degree. I just have educate i just have experience and life experience you know what i mean and so yeah right. um yeah so that's what happened i ended up i started being a case manager and i just got promoted and promoted and um yeah, yeah. but even through the av well-being coalition um i wasn't very knowledgeable with um you know um the Gaudi side of the connection with military, you mm-hmm. know, his uh, grandfather served in World War Two oh, wow. and uh, two, three of his uncles served in the Vietnam um, War where I had no clue. Mm. And it wasn't until we did the welcome home um, yeah. uh, reenactment for these veterans. And I was just talking to them and just seeing their light, their faces light up. I was just like, oh, my goodness. Right. So then uh, my uh, my mother in law was having surgery and my um the sister came with us and was uh, spending some time and i asked her and i said hey like you know uh we're doing this this event for (laughs) for class and i really don't know much but i kind of know that there there's some sort of connection and when she told me that he served in world war ii and in vietnam i was just blown away and that reconnected me with that and even when we were giving pins to these veterans and they would stop in front of us and be like, thank you. I waited so long for this. So what, what, what did they, I mean, you was telling me about this earlier. Yeah. Like, so what did, what did they mean by that? Like they were waiting so long for what? Just you for know, the recognition? For the welcome home, because it was, um, you know, it was a war where our our veterans came back and they were just spitted on called names and just hated they were rejected from jobs they weren't they were treated like if they were not american like if they did not serve for our country for what we stand so that gave me just a whole different perspective on our veterans you know where sometimes we overlook it or we see stories or any of that but at the end of the day they're the ones that sign up they're the ones that go out and really put themselves out there even through like you were saying you're still channeling a few things right and you're still trying to figure that out while putting your life in reality for what we represent you know for us to be able to say hey i'm gonna go have starbucks with mike mm-hmm. you know what i mean right. and not really have to worry about anything else but what those veterans did for us in vietnam they really just put it all out there not really even knowing what they were going out there for right. no no it's okay so yeah that and then um I in, in in the the coalition I was kind of part of so many groups <laughs> I was a little <laughs> bit of everything but when I connected with that I had no idea that you know there was a lot of connection with our family to to the veterans and we have from navy we have a marine and his grandfather was in the army and he actually was born in the philippines but was adopted from a family here in texas so he really you know took pride in being part of the American military, right? And he was able to go back to his country and bring his family here. And they really take a lot of pride in that, you know, from the opportunities, like you say, that you really might not really see it at the beginning, but long-term look at where we are today. Right. So, uh, sorry. 
No, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, like, just to add on what you're saying is, like, yeah. like we are, like, our generation ourselves, we all big gratitude to the Vietnam veterans across the board. Like, the post-9-11 veterans, you're, I don't know if you ever hear that term. Yeah. But the reason I always say that is because they're the ones that were kicking down the door every day. Of Absolutely. Like, like you know, we we have we have we have needs. We have all these other things that are going on, coming back for more. Yeah. Or have all these, and nobody was listening for the longest time. And of course, being you know, it was an unpopular war, yeah. and them to to deal with that, having the resilience to push through, and still advocating for other veterans and other brothers and sisters out there that are like you know they're still suffering, they're still hurting, yeah. and for them to come back and with the data they came back with with post traumatic stress disorder, which wasn't wasn't a term that wasn't even used yet. Right. They brought that term forward for everyone to understand that this is wow. this is more than just you know just uh, shell shock or just you know or just a, a, a war fatigue or the, the different terms they've used across the board for a long mm-hmm. time. For them, for like I, I know we owe a debt of gratitude oh, for yeah. why why we have the resources that we have now because of them, you know, yeah. and for them to to be able to feel finally welcome home, I think that alone. It's, it's amazing just because even I had like when you when y'all like did that that event I know we published it and everything in our and like at our VPAN site we had veterans coming down all the way from like Fresno yeah we had people coming all the way down yeah. from Hollywood all yeah. the way down from Long Beach we had people like and these people I knew because I met them at the American Legions and different places like you brought your your, your grandfather that's amazing but <sighs> I'm like he's like he lives so far I'm like he, he doesn't he didn't care he yeah. wanted to come oh, here because yeah it was one of the it was the one and only of its kind yeah. That existed ever like a welcome yeah. home, a legitimate welcome home for a veteran. And they didn't even ask for it. That's a thing. Yeah. Nobody asked for it. Mm. Like it was, yeah. you know, we. It was just amazing. And yeah. for me, like the the part that I'll never forget is when we pinned them, oh. and when we said, you know, from a grateful nation. Once they literally looked at you in your eye when we gave them this pin, and yeah. they all had tears. They were like literally, yeah, like thank you. They don't know who I am, but I gave them the pin and I told them. You know, you present it to them that way, and they're so, yeah. like, you could see their hearts were just like, thank oh, yeah. you, you know? And then they shook your hand, and you could really feel like their soul, you know what mm. I mean? Like, they were like, finally, so thank true. you. And they walked off, and they just kind of look around, and it's like, holy crap, this is bigger than this event. Yeah, This is definitely oh, yeah. bigger than just this event. It's It's like, really, the whole goal of it was to relive that moment for them so they feel like, okay, I'm a Vietnam veteran, and I'm proud. Yeah. And I'm actually worth something. I'm not a piece of crap because of the welcome home that I previously got. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was an honor. That was, so you know, I, I actually ran into a family there that um, he didn't really speak a lot of English. And uh, the daughter was with him and she goes, I don't know where my dad should go. And I said, oh, no, we, we're having all of the veterans here. And she said to me, you know, my dad, he's he has um, he's starting to show symptoms of Alzheimer's, he said. And um, he sometimes forgets things. He goes, but he he made sure that he was here today because he needed to be here. Mm-hmm. And just saying that I was just blown away because I was just there to, to help. I, I really didn't know. And when we were in line, like she said, there were, we were pinning. There was a gentleman that had his hat still from war with all of the bomb pins in his hat. And he wore those same boots that he wore out there wow. on his feet. And he said, I needed to be here 
with my gear yeah. wow, to be amazing. welcome home that's on this amazing. day. So big up actually to Alejandro from our AV Wellbeing Coalition that he is also a veteran. And this was a vision that he wanted to bring to life. And I remember him asking me like, hey, I kind of had this idea. I don't know. It's a reenactment. Have everyone kind of dress up like, you know, like like back then. And I was just like, oh, okay. You know, I didn't really know the depths of it and the meaning, but seeing those veterans and even the surveys that we were getting back, one person said, this gave me hope. Hope? Yeah. My goodness. From just a small gesture. And it was just an idea that it's not that hard to be kind. You know? So sh- should it be more events like that? Absolutely. Well, so there is going to be. Um, okay. So with the coalition, that was our group. It was the veteran group. So that was our finished product. And so that's the coalition did it one time. Mm-hmm. Um Alejandro, he's actually forming his own nonprofit. It's called Boots on the Grounds Alliance, and he's going to do another event like that. Um, It's it's going to be different though. But he's his plan is to Mm. do another um, Welcome Home Vietnam Veterans every year, but just kind of look different. So with that that group that he's forming. So I mean, I kind of want to touch on this um, because you know I love having conversations. I just truly believe you know healthy conversations can change everything. Mm -hmm. You know, and and even though I'm not a veteran, but you know I've talked to people, I've Mm -hmm. talked to veterans, and I don't know if it's a um, I don't know what where where the disconnect is, but it seems like, and maybe you can answer this for me, Jimmy, because it seems like there's a lot of programs out there and the services like you guys do, and it's great that you guys do that. But there seems like there's there's a, still a disconnect from when our veterans come home, like like we see the homelessness, right? Yes. And yeah. honestly, like honest, I hate seeing it. Yeah. Because those are the men and women that keep us safe, and yeah. and and how we are able to live our lives out here. But for me to see that, like I don't I don't understand it. So I mean, like I don't know if if you can shed some light on that, like. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So the the way I look at it, because right now managing this program for like the LA County, right? I cover everything from the fifth district. So anything LA County, fifth district, anything from Antelope Valley, Santa Clarita, Pasadena, Burbank, all the way to San Dimas, right? Okay. And parts of Hollywood. It, it varies from culture to culture, right? Every city has its own culture, has its own thing, right? That's one thing I've been learning just being mm-hmm. in this position. Right. But the disconnect really comes from the Department of, the Department of Defense. And I'm not going to throw all their blame on them because it really has to do a lot with our legislators, our senators, and anybody that's in that's in charge of actually running and actually funding these programs. Hey, you know what? Just just to interrupt you, um, I actually talked to a lady who um, just moved out here like a year ago, and she, she was from the Army, I believe. And she was a part of, like, when you get out, I forgot the, her title, but when you get out, you're supposed to go through her and... Uh, the TAPS program? Something like that. Yes. But she even she said it like her that program that she when she was in the um, army, it wasn't ran correctly, and that's why a lot of the veterans they come out here and they they're all lost and Correct. they don't get the help mm-hmm. and the services they need. Yeah. So one of the programs I think this, uh, that you're mentioning is called the TAPS program. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's supposed to be a transitional program. Transitional, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but the issue with that I've always had not the issue, but the challenges that we have with the TAPS program is run by the Department of Labor. So you don't really get screened for mental health. Mm. You don't get screened for, you know, income. You don't get screened to where you're going next, right? They give you a bunch of information, and at the same time, think about it. You just got back. Let's say you just got back from deployment, right? Mm. 
you think resources at the moment is the thing you're trying to figure out. You're trying to yeah. figure out what you what you just saw. You're trying to process everything you've been through. Yeah, they give you two weeks of like rest and relaxation, but within those time frame, you're kind of on your own. You're just kind of hanging out with your buddies, and you know you're just reliving that moment, right. really reliving mm-hmm. those. And so you're not really you're not really getting supported from the the chain of command at all. You're just kind of just being left on your own like your own devices. They give you a brief. The first brief they tell you when you get back is like, oh yeah, uh, don't have intimacy with your partner within the first like co- like first week. I thought that was hilarious because, but then I, I didn't <laughs> understand that. I didn't understand at the moment. It, it meant because there was so much uh, domestic violence happening. There was so much oh. of that, and that's just. And I'm just, you know, I'm not gonna, oh. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it because that's the reality of what we live in. Oh, right. That's interesting that you did that. They would even say that. I didn't even. Yeah, I didn't I, even put that together. Yeah, I. Yeah. Yeah, huh. and I'll think about it. Then, then let's add on. Let's add another layer of that. Right. The military is not equipped to bring everybody's family to where you get where you should where you're at to get mm-hmm. picked up, right? Those that live in the area or just happen to know how the system works, or because they have like family in the military and know how that works, mm-hmm. you'll see that you'll see their families. A lot of the, like you'll see like oh, a lot of the veterans that come back from you know wherever they're coming back, they have um, their families already stationed there. Everyone else doesn't have a clue. Or they don't have the money or resources to have their mm-hmm. family fly out. Like my family lived in California. Right, right. They were not gonna come out of the way of June, especially that they're, right. they're working on. They're they're mm-hmm. just they're barely yeah. surviving. Like we see it every day. Like you live in Los Angeles, you know we're just surviving, right? Right. Or like on certain right. places. Now think about getting a plane ticket from there, leaving work, and just to just to say hi for about maybe a couple of days and then go back home. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah. So when we go to the transitional program, unfortunately. Their main focus is just so you get, oh, here's your resources, here's a booklet, have fun, enjoy your time, thank you for your service, and there's a door. Wow. At the same time, while, while that's happening, they want you to just find a job. That's their main focus. Get a job. Now that you're done, get a job. You know, you see a lot of, like, you even, even I think a lot of the movies even depicted this, and I and I think the best scene for me with that was when I saw the movie, The Pacific. Not the movie, the miniseries, The Pacific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because at the end of the story, you see the war, the war veteran that you know that came back, and they asked him, "So, what are you good at?" And unfortunately, he had to mention, "Say, like, I'm good at killing." Right. Oh, wow. And then at the yeah. end, you know, like he just didn't want to deal with society anymore. He didn't want to be right. part of that 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 system. So, kind of going back to you know the question of hand, like. Why is it so difficult? Why do right. we have so many different challenges? Because the DOD is not answering the, the they're not right. answering the the right question, which is what does the veteran need to get home and transition, right. and what what other resources are there, what other mental health aspects? They don't really do a psychological evaluation. Right. They just kind of tell you how are you feeling, and then, you know, and then of course remember they've ingrained four years, twenty years of I'm okay, shut up, suck it up, and push through it. Right. Wow. You know, so you're not going to ever say. And then, of course, in the military, uh, mental health is seen as one of the biggest stigmas ever. It's like when you go, like right. for us, it's like you want to go see the wizard. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to go see the wizard. I'm the mental uh, health specialist. Right, 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 right. Because the biggest fear for at least for a Marine inside is getting your weapon removed because they're, they're, they're in your career. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, they take your weapon away. You, you might as well just kiss your career goodbye and get it go home. 
Yeah. So they're not really building the psychological safety right. when they're you not. get back, yeah. right? Yeah. And we were kind of touching on that, on building that psychological safety. But another thing that I, I did see that you also, I might have posted and mentioned that it's Mental Health for Men Awareness yeah. Month, right? Right, yeah. And it's something that I actually did touch on that, where um, sometimes with that men, right, that stigma where you're saying you don't want to go see this the wizard, or is it that how can we ask for help, right? We're not very good at asking for help with generational, you right. know, like upbringing, right? A man is supposed to be this strong or, you know, always be the winner or the hero, right? But when can I say I'm not okay? Right, yeah. And it's right? also, also ingrained in military culture on top right. of that, right? Like, think about it. You get, you're given a rank to take care of. Sub- subordinates right right so most of the time I, I might be in pain i might be tired right but i can never show it i can never right. let my troops know that like yeah i'm hurting too but all i could say is just like look just push through it it's temporary right we'll, we'll get through it it's not that like and then the worst the, the funny thing is always downplaying it i always always yeah. downplay even right. the dangers of like i'm like it's all right i'm like it didn't even come near us we'll be good keep mm-hmm. pushing Wow. Like, just, like, just keep sucking it up and push it. And that's, that was the mentality of coming out, right? Now, when we're out, we're on right. our own, we're not going to ask for help because... How we do you channel that? We, we haven't been trained to ask for help. So, what, what what's the solution to that then? You know, I mean, I don't know how long you've been out, but, I mean, you've been with JBS, SoCal. Mm-hmm. So, so... Now we have a new program through the LA County, right? Mm-hmm. Called Veteran Peer Access Network. The, the whole concept is to use peers to help other peers to mm-hmm. kind of maneuver through the system. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it's we like military culture. We talk a different language. It's kind of like you know, everybody in entertainment talks a different language. Right. So right. same thing with same with anywhere you go. That's why right. I think right. peers are very important in mental mm-hmm. health because. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, a lot of veterans will go to the VA, and they it's like a it's a training facility for mm-hmm. a lot of interns, right? For a lot of the universities, uh-huh. and so the, so imagine going to your fifty year old Vietnam or sixty year old Vietnam veteran, right. and you're talking to a brand new twenty five year old mental health specialist that never even been outside of Los Angeles. Right. Wow. You're so right. Yeah. It's it yeah. creates a challenge. It creates yeah. barriers. Even yeah. though the, the the system is there to support them, but it's yeah. just not. It's hard to really open up until you know they could really build right. that trust. And at the same time, a lot of banks are going to test their mental health specialists by saying, saying the hardest thing they could say to them, mm. and God forbid you flinch. God forbid yeah. you yeah. flinch because then right there, I, at least as a veteran, I know yeah. you can't handle the rest, and right. if you can't handle wow. this little piece of it. Are you going to handle the rest right. of everything else I'm holding on to? Yeah. To be relatable, right? Mm-hmm. Building that psychological safety. I go back to that. To relatable where I always say, if I don't know where you're coming from, it's really hard for me to understand unless you're able to share that with me. And even then, like you say, how am I going to handle what you have to say if I I don't know where you're coming from, right? And I, you know what? That's funny because... That applies to everything across everything. the board. Because even when, like when I first met you, when right. I did that, when I when you first heard me speaking, mm-hmm. 
I told you that's why I want to do um, inspirational or motivational speaking mm-hmm. is because I come from the neighborhood, right? But and, and why I want to go to the schools is because a lot of times people go to schools and they hear these assemblies, right? And they, but you have these educators up there that probably went to you know um, Beverly Hills or came from wherever. And it's like they can't relate to these kids, right? right? Mm-hmm. So that's why they need someone else like myself that grew up in the neighborhoods and around gangs and drugs, and, and I made it out of it, and I, they can relate to me. Yes, 100%. And I agree with that. And that's the reason why our team is made up of all veterans, right? Yeah. And so when we go out there, we have we have veterans that have that lived experience. We have veterans in my team that have been homeless. We have veterans that have dealt with military sexual trauma. We have yeah. veterans that have dealt with, they've been in the combat zone. They've, we've, we've had veterans that have lived those different, all the different modalities and challenges, wow. not only from going to school, to dealing with the like transitioning right. and yeah. even 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 wor- even having conversations with your own family, it's alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're, you they, you don't like a lot of veterans don't expect their families to ever understand right. what they've yeah. been through. And so imagine the rest of the population. We're one percent of the population that actually serves. Then the rest of everyone else is like we're we're in our own little we're in our own shadows, right? That's right. why a lot of times you'll see us walking confidently by ourselves or just you know yeah. or. Like sometimes we'll re- run into another veteran, and it's like it just an, it's an, automatic, an automatic connection. It's like yeah. cool. Let's let's keep talking. Let's I want to know yeah. more. Like how did you get there? Like then we help each other. We're, yeah. we're we're better at that than anything else, right? <laughs> That's funny because yeah. now just now just in my mind thinking because my brother, like I said, he went to the Marines, right? And I think he did like two tours, right? He was in Saudi. Okay, but. Every time we argue, it's like I always walk away because it's like, I can't argue with you. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's in your mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? And my brother, I mean, he's, he's a year older than me, but he's shorter than me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I kind of know I can take you. But at the same time, it's like, I don't really know what's going on in your mind. So I just walk away. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go ahead and just. Because yeah. he's a Marine. Yeah. Right. And like, Marines don't back right. down for nothing. Yeah. Well, like, right. And that's, that's, and that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, that we take pride in that. And that's, that's why, right. like, we're, we're, like, I always tell, like, uh, today we did a presentation with a, at the correctional facilities, right? We have a lot of uh, correctional officers that are, are also former military, right? Mm-hmm. I laugh because I'm like, I tell all my Marines, I get it. We're going to howl at the moon tomorrow, November 10th. We're going to just lose ourselves and everything, hey, right? right? Because that's our Marine Corps birthday. Right. So right. everything's about tradition for yeah. us, right? And we try to live off, like, our our brothers that went to Vietnam. We try to live off the Gulf War yeah. brothers. Every um, Grenada, Korea, Korea, World War II, World War One. everything they, every everything we have. The reason we're even called Devil Dogs is because of World War One, mm-hmm. uh, the Bella Woods fight, right? And the Germans, they 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 said that we fought like 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 dogs from hell, oh. and that's how we ended up with the nickname right. Devil Dog. So that's like even just that, just remembering all our tradition, yeah, we try to live up to that. Like okay, yeah. our brothers went through hell before so yeah. now we gotta we gotta live up to that that oh, reputation dang. every day there but don't you think uh yvonne that's kind of almost like gratitude right but without labeling oh, yeah. it that yeah when you really it's think like about you're honoring them yeah. you have to honor them and so you have to live up to what they yeah. sacrifice you want to honor them yeah that's exactly what it is that's and i would almost say like in a way it is the gratitude that we're taught in positive in applied positive psychology mm-hmm. but in a different way right yeah. Yeah. it's how can we channel like what you say how that i won't say it's stigma but um maybe what you've been through that can come with the negative but how can we channel that yeah. right to allow some of the veterans to say hey it's okay I know where you're coming from. And like what you're saying with your group, 
I what I see in that connection is that gratitude that where we don't tell our veterans thank you. Mm. We wow. don't really appreciate what you what they did. Right. Because like Mike said, I wouldn't have done it. I talked my husband out of it. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. easier for me to downplay it than his brother that did go through it, right? Mm-hmm. And when he came back, he said, like, man, Mike, I don't know. You know, like, if it, you could have. But I don't really think he was telling you that. What he really saw was, like, what you were explaining, the truth of it. But you're not going to admit to that, right? Yeah. Because that was your let's say your exit to that, but how can you really process everything prior to that in between and that after, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's kind of what you were saying. How can we help our veterans that right. are homeless, that are going through their struggles that have gone through maybe those hiccups in life, right? How can we reassure them and, and give them that gratitude, that same Marine Corps value, because that's what I saw or what I heard, right? Even you saying, like, tomorrow's our birthday. Shoot, I'm, my gratitude hit, like, whoa, man, I wish I was up at that ball, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I, like I was just telling yeah. um, Diana earlier, um, like, I love all the men and women that served, right, even the veterans and, and today um, that's just on the front lines right now. Only thing I don't like, it's the politics that come with it. Like how you were saying yeah. earlier, it's oh just the, God, yes. like, like I have a friend that was in the Marines, right? And he was, he, I forgot where he was, but he went through some training. He wasn't even supposed to be in combat. He was just supposed to be an office guy. And they all of a sudden threw him out there one day and he went through all this training. And then when he came back, um, he got into it with his uh, CO or somebody mm-hmm. and he ended up hitting him. And he got discharged, yeah. dishonorably discharged. Now, my my thing about that, and this is my, my opinion, mm-hmm. now he's all screwed up, but he can't use none of his uh, benefits or anything. But I'm like, but y'all put him through that. Correct. Mm. And that's, so, that's wrong. That's where the politics come. That's wrong. Like, correct. you guys put him through that. Like, And that's why he's how he is right now. So he has that mental um, disorder and all that because of the war you put him in. Correct. And and that's something we see a lot, right? We have a lot of veterans that come in that have maybe dishonorable discharges or um, OTHs, which is other than honorable discharges. And so we also try to support those veterans. We don't turn anybody away regardless oh, wow. of discharge. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, wow. yeah. So huh. regardless of whether they served honorably or not. It so do, I'm sorry, dude, but mm-hmm. do, vet, do, do they know that? Yes. So that's the biggest thing we try to promote. That's kind of our biggest promotion when it comes to our uh, helping veterans because a lot of times we're able to depending on the situation not saying that everything is upgradable right. right we might not be able to upgrade it on the federal side but we could at least upgrade it in the va where they see you as um applicable for VA. wow that's benefits. amazing yeah i didn't know that so that's the reason why like wow. a lot of those times this is why we came into play because this came out of the department of mental health so this our like our our whole model doesn't come from the business side it doesn't come from right. the Department of Labor. Yeah. Our whole model comes from mental health side, right? Mm-hmm. We try to look at like all the program managers in the VPAN program for the five districts were all mental health specialists mm-hmm. for that reason. Yeah. And we have a team of Department of Mental Health veterans as well with us 
to go out there and do evaluations and try to figure out is this a mental health thing or is it just maybe just a social support thing that we need to figure right. out right but either way you're still there right and i think that's big no that is that's, that's yeah. incredible yeah. i'm glad to hear that yeah because we needed that and then yeah. like, because i needed that when i came out because i didn't know where to move i remember a lot of times i walk into the va not lost in the sauce not sure where to go right wow. and even myself like like I, I served, uh, I did two diplomas back to back in in, in two thousand five in, in Fallujah, right? And it was, and I I did my own thing, and I experienced what I had to experience, right? Coming back home, it was a whole new world. It was just like, all all my friends were different. I I couldn't relate with them. Like, mm. like, then I got rem- I got removed from my or like my I guess you could say like my uh, extended family, which was more my family than my actual real family, right? right? Right. Well, that alone, I, then I lost track of a lot of them because they got scattered through the winds too. They you know some of them went back, some went contract, some got out, but they went back to their designated Area. state. Right, you know? right. So now, like, who do you like? We we walk into a lot of these places. They didn't know what to do with us. Right. They didn't know how to talk to us. They didn't. They just realized that like, here's a piece of paper. Go do what you have to do. But I was like, okay. And so it's just like, right. we just kind of came into this weird numbness, right? And so for us, that pro- this is why the program came in, into yeah. play, because a lot of us that have that experience, we're like, we know what it's like not to have some guidance, you know, where right. to go. Like, I didn't know for the longest time that I was eligible for veteran health care. They wow. might have told me, but was I ready to pay attention within that first week I got back? Right. Or even know? to follow up, yeah. right? Yeah, and that's the thing. They don't. It's just more just like, oh, you're on your own. Have fun. Enjoy yourself, right? Um, and so that's the reason why we st- until I started talking with other veterans and actually engaging with other veterans, and I was like, wait. And then one, it wasn't because one of my buddies, right? Yeah, he was a he was an Army Ranger. I used to do a, um, I used to work for a cable company, right? Back yeah. back out of Burbank. And he he's like, hey, you deployed, right? I'm like, yeah. Like, and I was always very like. Right. Um, about it, very straightforward, <laughs> like, like very, like, yeah, right, and I'm like, and that's what it was. It was, it was uh, my attitude was way different back then. Well, because that's yeah. kind of how they almost force you to be, right? right. You yeah. know, here's your paper, go, and yeah. So it's it's absolutely, yeah. So it made me laugh. He goes like, and I'm like, yeah, what about it? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, well, I, I'm like, you know, I'm an army ranger. Yes, you tell me every day. Yes, I, I know you're an army <laughs> ranger. Thank you. I'm like. I'm like, thank you, Mr. Freaking Ranger here, and and, and we're we're actually really we're really good friends actually. Yeah. We just we just ba- we banter each other a lot. But anyway, long story short, it took him three years to finally convince me to go in. Wow, three years of him just like, well, you did this, you did that, you done this, you did that, you did that. How like how do you not? I'm like, yeah. the number one thing. What was the number one thing? Was it like I'm fine, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm like I'm I'm here. Yeah. Many of my buddies are not. So what does it matter? Right. That was always that. Well, yeah. And maybe it was also like I just didn't want to admit that I was also broken too. Yeah. But also him seeing right the difference in him kind of almost got your attention, right? Yeah. You know, maybe he his joy was a jolt of joy. Yeah. In a way, yeah. you know, yeah. so they could have been processing through what. And how, you know, like they were able to pull each other out, you know, like what we also learned is when we're languishing, right? We kind of uh, hit that the last time is how we really are in the boss state. Kind of, you can say that, right? Not necessarily, we don't, 
not necessarily depression, right? Or sometimes some of our veterans that are, you know, homeless that don't know they might have came back languishing in that blah state, right? And then fell into a, a depression, right? And then not being able to get out of just that depression, you go into clinical depression where you need medical help, where you need medication. But when are we able to see what, you know, what state we're at until we're that far oh. deep? Right. You know, and that's where what I think happened to you was oh, yeah. the fact that he was still able to be joyful, be happy. You know, we we even teach our students like when you're languishing the best, you know, how can you get out of that through a jolt of joy? Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that that's what he kind of was to you, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was one of the only ones that we really connected because there was, yeah. there was only like like three of us or four yeah. of us that were veterans that came back from Iraq, you know, yeah. he, he deployed himself as well. And, and so we, yeah. so we had a different connection and he, and every, and of course all of, because we still all get together and everything. They're like, yeah. why are you guys always arguing? We're not arguing. We're actually, <laughs> we're conversating. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of, I think the best saying he ever said was all like, they're like, you know what? Don't don't get in don't get in a fight between brothers, you know. Yeah. And it was, that's what it was. Regardless of you know, he was an army army ranger, and I was like, yeah. I was a, a Marine Corps a veteran, and everything. They're like, it didn't matter. At the end of the day, like we spoke still the same language, yeah. regardless of branch, right? Yeah. And that alone, and I am a debt of gratitude because he did like wake me up. Like I yeah. would say that was the like the first awakening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just to really realize that that put me in a in a path where. Now I'm helping other veterans just like he helped me, right? Now I'm in yeah. that. Now I'm in that. Now, I'm, now I have the privilege because that's what it is to me. It's a privilege to be able to watch veterans get out of their situation, get out of homelessness, um, you know, work through some other, like some work through some other depression because I, I, because I, I do have, I have a dual role. You know, I'm one, I'm a program manager for the VPAN program for District 5, but on the part-time side, this is why I was late. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what do you call it? I'm also uh, a resiliency trainer through UCLA Veteran Family uh, Wellness uh, Wellbeing Center. You know? oh. So I'm actually holding two mm -hmm. roles, right? Hey. And so I get yeah. to watch, I get to train veterans how to how to use communication skills, how to use, you know, use their use their story as as resiliency yeah. versus just being like, no, this uh, this was my story and I went through. Uh, it was it was a hard time. Yes, it was a hard time. Yeah. But what got you through that? Yeah. what keeps you here what you know use every modality that i've ever learned from the clinical side to be able to say i'm gonna uh, let's maneuver let's shift and that's you, these are the same words i use even in the military even now i use it like how are we pivoting how are we going to shift mm -hmm. yes there's an obstacle there's a challenge how do we how do right. we overcome this challenge mm -hmm. yeah i actually read a book uh Brene brown you know daring greatly mm -hmm. You know, and it's it's almost like that's it's that stigma, right? When we're vulnerable, we think we're weak. But in fact, we have no idea how strong we really are. And I think that that's almost what you're teaching them, too, that it's OK to be vulnerable. It's OK to be struggling. It's OK. Right. It's that's how we're going to get um, how we're going to be able to flourish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's the best way to, to say it. You know, it's to say, yeah, we we are struggling and we can be vulnerable, but that's how we can kind of help each other, you know? I agree. So, yeah. And, uh, and um, uh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm fine, fine. It's like, I think it's, you're, you're right, 100%. It's like, you know, when those that want to put in the work and actually want to, you know, 
actually like figure out like I need to get out of this funk. Yeah. I see the biggest progression I've ever seen in my life. And that alone is rewarding just to watch watch veterans come from when when I see them coming in. Yeah. They're in this dark hole of like despair and this dark hole of whatever's going on in their life. So all of a sudden like they're excited to tell me about their updates. Like, this is what's going on. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm trying to maneuver here. You know, yeah, I noticed I failed here, but guess what? I'm, I'm, I found a different, a different, a different avenue of approach. And it started, they started using the same language that I'm like, we're, we're, we're providing each other. Yeah. Because they even, they even teach me a lot too. They teach Mm -hmm. me that there is no one way of doing things. Mm -hmm. Right. I always talk about like, Therapy is great. What else? Right. Medication is great. What else? Right. I always ask the, what else, else is out there? But you know what? Um, it goes back to, I was saying this on one show. Um, I was watching a TV show one day, and um, it was a, a guy in the waiting room of a rehab center. And the lady behind the counter looked at him, and she was like, how long are you going to wait? And he was like, what do you mean? She was like, you do know this is for people who actually want it, not for people who need it. So my, my thing about that is we have resources, right? But there are people out there who they just don't want it. Correct. So it's not really for people who need it. They're for people who want it. So I was asking, I forgot who I was asking this to, um, how do we get people to actually want it? Like get in that mindset of, this is what you need. I mean, I know it's what you need, but how do you get them to understand that they need it and they want it? I think that's a beautiful question. I think that's the, I think that's one of the questions we're constantly trying to ask because every every client or veteran or family member that yes. comes in needs something different, right? Right. Or uh, and and wants something different, but to get there. You, we have to always think outside of the box. Just mm-hmm. because there's a book that says this is how you do it, right? Doesn't mean. Yeah, and I always tell like a lot of my staff, be flexible. Mm-hmm. What else? Like I always go back to that yeah. whole concept. What else is going on in their life, right? Like they'll be like, well, they're coming in here for employment. Okay, what else did you find out about them? Oh, they're also they're also homeless. Okay, um, are are they service connected? No. Are they connected to the VA? No. Okay. So we have several other things are going on at the same time, but he wants to go. He, he wants to go to the working route first, right? Yeah. All right. Let's let's find out first what he is capable of doing first, right? Mm-hmm. Or her, what she mm-hmm. is capable because again, veterans, all modalities, um, all genders, right? A lot of the hard challenges is trying to. Like, it's usually for the peer, and this is where I always try to coach them. I like, look for everything. Look, like, you know, as they're coming in, what are they wearing? Are they, are they, do they look like they're, they're, they're yeah. in a good place? Or do you look like they're struggling and they're just giving you what they're open to talk about, right? And, but and can it also be like a generational thing? Because for me, it's so hard to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, one of the hardest things and I think I can go back to I had a moment not that long ago where it's the hardest thing for me to ask for help and <laughs> go ahead. no it, it, I'm the same way yeah. and but you know what what I've what I've learned to do um and because I preach this a lot healthy conversations again yeah. is why I love doing this I won't never ask you for help 
but I will have a conversation with you. And I'm hoping in that conversation yeah. you feel me that yeah. I need some type of help. Yeah. Correct. And that's the reason for the questioning, right? Yeah. Right. So right. That's where I go back to that. Can we, can it be a generational, like to me, it's generational baggage. We were told what to do and how to do it. And you better not come ask me again. Yeah. You better right. know what I'm thinking before I even think it. That's yeah. how I was raised. And you want to talk about Salvadorian parents? <laughs> you better know. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Those right. looks say something. Yeah. Well, the thing is about this, this is the reason why the peers always play. I always go back to that, right? Even though you might not ask for help, but you're more likely to drop some breadcrumbs to your best right. buddy mm-hmm. or drop some like, hmm, oh, I'm struggling here, but everything else is okay, but I'm struggling here. Mm-hmm. They'll go back to it. It's 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 a it's a human nature thing. It's like yeah. we we do it subconsciously always. Like when we do need assistance, we'll we'll leave a few trails, right? Yeah. But because a lot of times, this is why I always this is the reason why we we teach a lot of motivational interviewing. Why we teach a lot of like I teach a lot of my staff listening skills. Become like mm-hmm. don't listen to respond. Right. Listen to understand. Exactly. What are you hearing? And then yeah. and then sometimes I'll just stop in and I'll listen in from time to time when I can. And I'm like, "Oh, they need this and this." And this. Yeah, but did you hear they also mention this and this and this? Mm-hmm. Like pay I'm like just pay more attention, right? And you know, it's a, a lot of people always say they don't like to hear people vent, but I because I've said this a hundred times, I'll give someone 10, 15 minutes to vent because mm-hmm. sometimes people just want to be heard. Correct. So I'm always open for that. I was like, I'll give you 10, 15 minutes. You can vent. Just go ahead. But I'm, I'm listening because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to pick up those bear cons because I know when people are venting, they're really asking for help. They're really yeah. talking sure. to you. Yeah. And the beauty about that is that the communication skills, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, and I always tell them, they're like, you're not there to solve their problems, right? Just let, let let's just let, let's just cut that right off the bat, right? Yes, are you good at solving the problem? A hundred percent. I would never take that away from our my peers. The question is, are are do they just need to, like you said, vent, and do they just need to be heard for the first time, and being able to be seen mm-hmm. as someone that's just being vulnerable. And you know yeah, what? And that's why with, with conversations, like people, when people ask me for advice, I don't give advice. Right. I just say, let's talk it through. Because yeah. talking it through, something's going to click in your mind. Even if they're just venting and you're listening and you're like, okay, you might say a couple of things. But something's going to click to them as you're talking it yeah. through. Yeah. Right. And that's yeah. the reflecting side of yeah. things, right? Even when I when someone talks to me and I'm like, I, I try to paraphrase what they say and then they hear themselves saying, right. like, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they yeah. might not tell me that they, it, something clicked, right. but it's just like you, you sometimes right. you just see that yeah. that yeah. aha moment. Like right. oh. you see that aha moment, <laughs> aha yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the time, like I'll, I'll talk to my mom or something, and she's like, "Do you know how negative you sound?" I'm like, "I'm not even negative." She's like, "You just said this and this and this." I'm like, oh my god, I said that. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's yeah. reflecting. It's that's just it's just interesting. Everything that you guys are saying, I'm just like listening, and it's like all. You know, everything that I've, you know, like I with managing the homeless veteran program and how you were saying, well, why is there so many homeless veterans? And it mm. goes back to like the, their decision, like who's to say they're where they're living right now in a tent is wrong. Right. Right. They're mm-hmm. comfortable. That might be right. where they're comfortable at. So who are we to say, hey, that house isn't good enough. Right. right. You know what I mean? And a lot mm. of them are that's where they're at. You know, we've had veterans where they 
we got them um, VASH vouchers. It's like Section 8, but for veterans. And we're like, okay, look, you you get um, 800 bucks a month, Social Security, 900 bucks a month. So this, you only pay 30% of your income for rent. So we're going to give you this nice, beautiful apartment. We're going to furnish it for you, utilities and food, everything, um, 200 bucks a month. You're set. You're a veteran. You're set. There's no excuse. We've done that for veterans, and they're just like, look, I don't, I can't sit inside four walls all day. I cannot yeah. just sit there. I don't, That's. it's just not what they want. They don't feel free. They want to be out there open and um well, I know was ever point. Sorry, uh, uh, <laughs> was allowed. Uh, no, no one's no. ever pointed mm-hmm. it out to me like that. I, I'm glad you actually said that because yeah. that makes sense. Like who 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 are we to say that where they at is not good enough? For right, anybody. it's yeah. us. It's cultural, right? right? Yeah. And there's this veteran. He's he lived off of Avenue M, and we're you know we went over there and met him. It's like he built this whole underground three bedroom house. It's like three bedroom. There's a little air condi- air conditioning system, a shower, like water, everything, oh my God. everything there, even a real bed. And we're like, okay, well, look, we can get you an apartment. He's like, I have a home. This right. is my home. That's his home. And we're just like, yeah, but oh. we can get you like a habitable home with like air conditioning and a fridge. And he's just like, I have oh, that too. I don't need that. I don't like, want right. that. Or like, and here's the other thing. We're removing them probably from their only social network that they have, right? Yeah. Because think about like, the homeless community has their own culture. They have yeah. their own. They have their own rules and laws as well. Like, right. kind of like mm-hmm. anywhere you go, any any workplace that you go, we all have our own rules and policies, right? Yeah. A lot of the homeless population has that same thing. Now mm-hmm. think about it. If you have like three, four people that've been watching each other since day one, yeah. Yeah. for a lot of veterans, that could be their their only fire team, their their, right. their squad, right? That's their squad. They're the ones that are gonna watch each other no matter where they go, right? Just because we. We see them as um, because the society, not because like a society as a cell as a whole, we might see them as an eyesore, like oh they need to get out of the streets or whatever. It's not again if they want to get out, that's a whole different other story, right? Like I said, he they want to get out, right? right. Sometimes we go in there's a like when you, when, like Yvonne said, I think she makes a very valid point on this one, and they're like oh yeah, they're like I'm I'm about to get restricted. I'm about to now you have to live. Now you have to pay the bills. Mm. Now now you have to pay the taxes. Now that you're being this, now you have to live by the rules that are being placed by society. Yeah. Mm. And at the same time, I'm like, well, I was homeless. I was, you know, I hear this a lot. Like, I'm free. I could roam and leave whenever I want. I don't, I'm not, I'm not stationed to one place. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm a nomad at this point, right? Yeah. You know, that's my style of living. I've actually had a homeless person tell me that because uh, I was talking to this lady one day from a, a well-being place. I forgot from which, but um, the homeless lady told us that because they was like, we can put you in a home. She was like, I don't want to because I don't like the rules that they have. Yeah. She was like, I would rather be out here on the streets mm-hmm. and live by my own rules. Yeah, yeah. and right they on. have that. Like, so I've been out in encampments and there's, you know, like 20 people living in an encampment and, you know, there's dude that's sitting out here for a week at the front of the encampment, like a quarter mile out, and he's he's the watchdog for right. that week. You know, this person's responsibility is to get breakfast for the people. Like that's wow. yeah, that's just what they do, and they that's their community. And if you take that away from them and separate them and put them in an apartment, all the right. way over here, away from you know that whole it's there's so much more to it than just hey, let's get you an apartment. Well, right. that's your psychological safety. We go back Correct. to that, right? Yeah, and then. Yeah. And then even then, like, think about it, like, in the military, that's, like, what she just mentioned, that's pretty military. We have a uh, a forward observation post, right, uh, OPOP, right? And their main focus is to make sure to kind of, like, either suppress or just kind of give a give a heads up 
to when there's like foreigners or enemies or anything like that, right? Yeah. So this, they're also living where we're living with that moment where they're using the skills they've learned like in, out in the field too, right? Yeah. A lot of times we see some makeshift like antennas and I'm like, I, I remember walking out there one time in one of the encampments, I'm like, Oh, this guy's this guy used to be probably in the communication field because I know exactly what he did, right? <laughs> and I'm like, that's I'm like, that's clever. I like <laughs> but but the concept behind it is just like, you know, uh, we don't try to force anybody to go to get housed. Mm-hmm. We just we just guide them and tell them like, okay, yeah. this is what you have available. Right. That's our main focus. We like uh, like in VPAN, our main focus is to educate and guide not only veterans, but their but their family members. I'm all like, okay, you need you need um, uh, funeral arrangements or something that needs for a veteran for your dad that might have passed away, because a lot of times, especially like a lot of the civilian counterparts, they don't know how to navigate the VA system. They don't know what, that there's three different branches of the VA. Wow, you have I the had, yeah, yeah exactly. I had no clue. They have you have the Veteran Health Administration. You have the Veteran benefits administration and then you have the national cemetery administration and mm. all three of them don't talk to each other so oh. they sh- you know what they sure don't because when i buried my dad uh four years ago yeah, it was they don't talk to each other oh my <laughs> lord don't. and then they're come on you know <laughs> so now think about that now if the veterans having a hard time imagine the family members right yeah. like yourself and, uh-huh. I, and i'm sorry my brother you had to go through that you know because uh, yeah. it's it's so much that we hear that so often now that that's the reason why this program exists now because yeah. uh, the VA has been like not the, nothing to blame the VA. The VA is just doing whatever they're being mandated to do, right? right? And then at the same time, it's like, okay, now we're able to pick up some of that slack now. Right? Like, good. Now the county of Los Angeles, the local county is saying like, we're seeing that we, we, need, we need to figure this out. We need to yeah. uh, or, uh, change something in the system. And the beauty now that for the first time, like my my district communicates with all the other four districts. So whenever there's uh-huh. a veteran that says, "Oh, I have a veteran that's coming from Long Beach," he's gonna be in, up in your in your area of operation, your yeah. AO up here in um, District Five. Can you take care of him? I'm like, "Yeah, we got him. We'll pick him up or pick her up." Yeah. W- what do What do they need? And um, and what have you started so far? Yeah. So instead of just saying like you just show up to a random place like. Now I'm already, okay, now we know that this person's coming. Let's guide them to wherever they need to get to. But you know what I just noticed is when Mike shared that story, Mm -hmm. right, immediately what what you said next was, I'm sorry you went through that, my brother. And what I hear a lot from, you know, military is that brotherhood, right? And from what I've gotten from this conversation was that us as society, we don't do that. Yeah. We don't. (laughs) We don't. And wow. and I think I'll, the whole time I was thinking about, I was like, you know why the veteran welcome home was so impactful? It wasn't really, you know, the name behind it. I think it was the action. Correct. What a lot of these veterans said, I've waited so long for that. And just what you just showed me that, mm-hmm. that I passed so many veterans and I never give them the acknowledgement, to be honest with you, or even that conversation. I'm always in a rush or everything else matters. So when are they supposed to even feel that their needs are, are, are matter? That's maybe why they're okay where they are because at least there, they're still seen with that gratitude. 
that psychological safety, that just simple love. Because not even your family who you grew up with, you kind of wanted to go away to better and give opportunities. When you come back, that's not even there. Not even that, but Mm -hmm. to a complete stranger that you met, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Through camp, through war, through all of this, it doesn't matter when you see them, you see that. Like, thank you, brother. How have you been? I've needed you. But what I saw that was that we lack in that. To even that recognition of what you said, they lack with being heard and being seen. And maybe they ran away from whatever it is or wanted to get away from not being heard and seen. Then you go through this hoping that that would have allowed that. And then you come home and yet that's still missing. So I think maybe as society, I would definitely say out there, and especially with, you know, um, <laughs> Friday coming around and being, you know, and honoring our veterans. Hey, I challenge everyone. If you know a veteran, hey, say what's up, brother, yeah. because I think that they need to see that brothers and sisters, like you said, it's not just the male that are out there. It's also our female vets. Yeah. Shout out to Krishna because <laughs> we also have a Vietnam veteran in our coalition yeah. and she was also a, a Marine and, and who wrought to her. And that's my girl, Krishna, but you're absolutely right. And even when I did meet him, I was like, man, you guys are so dope. <laughs> like I just wanted to talk to them. <laughs> you know what, Diana, but what the, the question is like, so we are not veterans. us, Yeah. Right. Not. And so what are we going to do and how do we do that? Yeah, I think just I think just being able to do that. Yeah. And we lack in that with each other, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the that's the next step. Like, okay, so we recognize the problem. Yeah. We see what the disconnect is and what it's how it's not there amongst civilians. Yeah. So what are we going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said a simple hello goes a long way. Yeah. Just even that. I would I was I was just telling a friend of mine when I went hiking uh what was that Sunday Sunday when I went hiking yeah uh we was going along the trail and I I normally do walks around my neighborhood and I was telling him how I love to just go walking in the morning around my neighborhood because I get a few people to out my neighbors always like hi like that means the world to me yeah. early in the morning like whenever some anybody that says good morning to me or just hi in the morning like I appreciate those little things and it yeah. makes my day so much better yeah, yeah. It's amazing. I was at Cedar Brothers the other day, and there I saw an older gentleman, and he had two 40 ounces in his. And I was like, dang, it's not even nine. <laughs> but you know what I did? I was, and you know me, I'm like, do, do, do. And, of course, in my peaches, I'm like, hi, good morning, hi, good morning. I stopped, yeah. and I said, hi, good morning, how are you? And he slowly looked up at me. He goes, well, good morning, you know. And I thought to myself, you know what? You're right. It's already 9 o'clock, but he'd rather just get drunk not exist because we look at them yeah. like they don't exist right. but even me i walk by i'm like hey how are you doing hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's just me but that's why i say right. a simple hello really you never really know yeah. even yeah. for like with yeah. you know veterans if you yeah. see somebody with a veteran hat on or wearing you know something you can just say hey thanks for your service just right. something like that and they look at you and they're just like huh? they don't expect that yeah. and just by saying that you don't need to say anything else just that you recognize and you appreciate and it means so much mm. yeah, yeah. And, and i think you, you said something very important too like um appreciate right like sometimes we we never could say like i could never say to another woman veteran or male veteran that had gone through because they both go through both military sexual trauma i can never say i understand what you've been through i could never say that yeah. i always say 
I appreciate what you're telling me. Yeah. Because I know that was hard. Yeah. Because for me to say I understand, yeah. it's a lie. Yeah. Well, I, I just talked about that on my last show with Jacqueline Diaz because yeah. um, um, she has a, a suicide prevention um, foundation. And we were just talking about that. Um, and I always tell people, you know, whenever something that tragic happens to someone, they always say, sorry, I understand. It's like, uh, no, you don't. Yeah, you don't. Never say that. Say, Don't ever say you understand because you don't not understand how it is to lose a child. Yeah. Regardless of how they they lost them, but you you would never understand that unless you was in that Correct. their shoes and and you lost a child. But never say you understand. Nope. And she just put out a post about that too on her uh, Instagram yeah. about the things you should say and shouldn't say. Yeah. It was actually pretty interesting. Um, I it's thought so I think I shared shared it, but but that's where I go back to being vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like even like how you say um, you can't relate to that veteran, right? But even us women in society that have gone through those traumas, we can take the time to sit down and tell them, I, I, I hear you. I, I do. And that can be our contribution from society to say, hey, I, I, I do hear you. I can't say I, I know where you're coming from because I'm not a vet myself, but I have my own story. Yeah. And we can. And that's relate. what the Wellbeing Coalition is about. There's yeah. so many different demographics. There's the there's uh, seniors, there's mm-hmm. veterans, there's the transitional age youth, there's all these different demographics. And it's like all of us in the coalition are fit into one of those different demographics. And it's to build that, to build that culture and to build yeah. that um, sense of belonging, you know, and kind yeah. of build from that. That's how you make the Antelope Valley a better place to live by yeah. creating that cultural awareness and that buy-in everyone's a part of something yeah you know regardless of whatever your demographic is and yeah so that's that's what it's that's what it's about yeah I even like the coalition yeah oh no we're 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 with it we're grooving <laughs> <laughs> no like i said earlier i was reading reading the website yeah. and yeah. i love i love what i read yeah no even like alejandro our vet i didn't know what i was going to talk to him about you know but i actually made it kind of my my business to sit next to everyone because i was trying to see where everyone was coming from. Like you said, there was all these people in this room that have titles. And I was just at that. I, I am still a at home mom. However, I was like, that's a big deal. It's don't, a big deal. And I don't that. downplay it now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I did walk in there with that. I was intimidated. So when I sat next to all, I didn't know what I was going to talk to him about. Turns out he's also from Hollywood. And then we were like, Oh man, so is my, your husband. And, and then we were, he was able to kind of be like, okay, yeah, you're cool with it. And, you know, then we were able to just be on another level where he kind of allowed me in, you know, to that. Where I, he would always sit with the, you know, veterans and they kind of stuck together, you know. And I was like, man, I want to come sit with them. I want to know what's going on. <laughs> I just wanted to fit in. But I don't think it was that. I really wanted to know about them. And then I found out so many other things where I was relatable, you know, and we build that that friendship i can honestly say so that's why i said what i said no i think it's great because even uh, like i always tell people i'm like that's one identity right yeah um and same thing i tell to a lot of my veterans and a lot of the military personnel like yeah you, that's one identity and i, I and i'm gonna always go what back else? to what else right yeah. <laughs> and i'm like what else right i'm like who are you now yeah right Yes, you were. Were you? You were you an army ranger? Like my buddy was right now. Now, like now, yeah. I, now I ask him, like, so what are you doing now? He goes like, well, I'm now a business consultant for 
uh, this 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 for-profit college. I'm like, okay. Ah. And and then I asked some of my other friends, I'm like, so what are you now? I'm like, well, I'm now a, a minister for this church and so forth and so wow. forth. And then it's like, they already know that I'm waiting for the other answer. Like, I'm like, oh, you know, before it used to be like when they introduced us, oh, I'm, I'm a Marine that was uh, for this unit, this unit, this unit. Yeah. This was my job. This was my full identity, right? Yeah. And I get it. And I always go back to that, right? I'm like, you you attach yourself to the most powerful identity that you have, right? right. Like this is a reason why some, it's hard to remove some of the gang members from because that's their most powerful identity. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to remove some certain people from certain culture because that's the strongest identity, right? right. right. And same with the uh, military um, personnel. So like if they were if they were the, the, the door kickers and, the, and everything, that's the strongest identity. But I always ask, what else can we do now? You know, who are you going to be now that you're not there anymore, right? Yeah. I'm not saying forget about it. I'm just saying, what do you, what can you add on to that identity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. It's interesting. Mm. <laughs> you see, this is Everyone's why. Like, I need, mm. Yeah, I was like, this is why I need my veterans here. <laughs> no, no, no. What he yeah. just said made a lot of sense because I was yeah. just I, like, whenever someone makes sense like that, I, I apply it to everything, right? Yeah. I was just thinking about someone else who. Um, was growing up in the wrong way and, and they're trying to turn a life around, you know? So I was just thinking about that. It's, it's very interesting that you said that, it's, but it makes sense. It does. And it's, it's funny that he says that because like I was saying, I was managing that veteran program for years. Right. And so I, I got away from that and I'm in a total, totally different, I'm in workforce development now. And I'm just like, I was telling him like, Oh my God, I'm learning all these things. It's not what I know. I'm stretching myself and it's not, I really miss that program mm-hmm. that veteran program and he's like well the good thing is you're growing and i'm like yeah you're right i am because it's like what else right yeah, it's like what else. else okay well this is the else and right now i'm in the else and it's difficult and it's hard because mm-hmm. i'm stretching myself and growing and doing something i've never done before but so now i'm, I, I'm not that manager anymore i'm this manager of this mm-hmm. program of something totally different so it's cool it's it's we can we can be a master of Many things, yeah. not just one. And it's up to us to say, okay, well, I'm going to grow or I want to stay here forever because I'm good at this and I know yeah. this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's great. I mean, we all supposed to grow anyways. We're not, we're not supposed to be the person you was last year. No, so, no we're definitely amazing. not the same people Heck we no. were. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> before 2020, I'll I'm tell so you that much. I'm so happy about that. No, and, and you know, that's, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm so grateful for all three of you guys for being on the show tonight um, because I just learned a lot, even like what you just said, that statement just gave me a whole different perspective on how to approach people and look at people because, you know, we have to look at it like that. You know, we got to get out of our own heads and paint this picture, you know, of what Mm -hmm. we think they should be. And I think I always say that anyways, accept people for who they are now, who we want them to be. You know what I mean? And that's that's very important. Yeah. And I think sometimes even us for ourselves, we struggle with our, accepting ourselves you know i'm guilty (laughs) i'm we're human at the the end of the day we're still human right exactly but the the most important part is just the growth part of it right that's what i and i always tell my kids that it's you know they can get in trouble and they get but sometimes they have to make those mistakes right so we can learn but my biggest thing and i always tell my kids if i die tomorrow i want you to (laughs) remember this Mm -hmm. what you do next is what matters yeah 
what you do next is what matters, you know? And even one time my daughter, we were like getting in an argument and she goes, I just, I just don't know what I'm going to do next. You know? <laughs> and I said, you're doing exactly what I'm telling you. You're thinking about what right, you are going to, although you don't know it right now, yeah. you're thinking about mm. what you do next matters, yeah. you know? So that's my thing. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So you know we are we are an hour and a half now. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, Time flies by when you're having I mean, fun, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. I mean, I, again, I love these conversations. I mean, I definitely hope when we put this out, you know, someone gets a takeaway from it because I know I just did, and this oh, is yeah. why again why I love having healthy conversations. You know, even if they're the hard conversations, I mean, yeah. if you get a takeaway from it, I mean, that's that's the point. That's the key. That's what it's yeah. about. Yeah. Well, I do want to say is have a ball at your ball. Yeah, absolutely. I know when I was in high school, all the Marine guys, I was like, man, I want to go to the ball, but I didn't know any Marines. So, oh, so you guys are actually having a... a so there is, there, uh, as uh, from what I'm aware, I'm aware of right now, the, the Marine Corps League is having a ball. Um, okay. As far as myself, I'm, uh, I have so many, I have to go to different places tomorrow. Um, not, not These are more work-related, but also right. personal-related as yeah. well, but... At the end of the day, I will. I will probably. I will end up at um, Bravery Brewery because you know, um, as I spoke to uh, Sandra from there, and I like, we're having this. They were having a ceremony, so yeah. just to get to see the whole ceremony from beginning to end. And again, I always, we always, I love the fact. I love talking about being a Marine in that sense. The other identity that I, I built off of, really, and of course my family, but it's because every tra- every tradition. It's, it's still honoring the old, right? Like we, we have a, a cake cutting ceremony where we we, we bring in a, a guest of honor. We also bring in the oldest Marine. We acknowledge that oldest Marine in the room. Wow. Mm-hmm. And we also acknowledge the youngest Marine in the room. Wow. The whole concept behind that is the tradition of pa- uh, passing down from the old to the new. Like right. you are now you are now the new gatekeepers of the core. You have to keep up to the tradition that we have fulfilled and con- and continue to fulfill and continue to push and i always say the united states doesn't need a marine corps the united states wants a marine corps to be right. wow so it's one of those like and for us and the best part to be i don't think of any place to celebrate it better at, than a brewery since <laughs> since we were since the marine corps was founded in ton tavern pennsylvania so it's like right at uh <laughs> so best place to be i guess i want to say right. <laughs> and i'm, I'm right. excited to make it tomorrow yeah, definitely I know. Bravery Brewery. And, you know, give up to, big up to Bravery Brewery for even putting on that. Yeah, that's amazing. So maybe I won't ever make it to the ball, but I can make it to the brewery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess what? You get to see a lot of the traditions. You get to see it. It's like, I don't know. I, I get chills out of it just because it's, it just kind of, like I said, it honors what, what I even, like, I was part of that history. Right. I right. get to say that is my history now. You know, I'm no longer like, you know, just I guess the best way I can say is just like knowing that I contributed to that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And that's that's something that no one, no matter where I end up in life, no one could ever take that away from me. And I feel like Love saying it. hoorah right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're about to be out of here. Yes. So, again, thank you, uh, Sergeant Jimmy G. I just gave you a new name. Yay. That's because Yvonne, That's Yvonne right. gave me that That's name. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Yvonne. Truly appreciate you and your services. Um, everything that you do with the coalition and you you as well, Diana. Thank you. Out. Thank you, Mike. For, oh, thank thank you. you for allowing this. 
you know? It's not me. It's, it's not even about me. We talked about this. It's never about me. No, I know. It's about you, and today right. is about Jimmy. Um, right. It's about Yvonne today. Yeah. And she's going to be back with us. No, but I say thank you for keeping the lights on, right? Yes, yes, sir. Can we say that? Thank you for keeping, keeping the, the lights, lights on? on? Yes, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I don't pay the bills over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, well, I no. can say I appreciate you guys so much. Thank no, you for thank having you. this conversation. I, I learned so much today, you guys, You got from all three of you guys. And, and this is what about This is why I love doing this. Yeah. I love doing having these conversations because I learn so much. It gives me a different perspective. So tomorrow, like I always say, I'm, I'm, I'm a better person today than I was yesterday. That's and tomorrow right. I'm going to be a better person just from this conversation. So I definitely appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, thank you all. Awesome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye.